Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new, no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile has verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Drag queens in Tennessee, Phantom takes a final bow, and Lady Gaga is the new high priestess in charge of art in America. It's time for the Pop 5 Weekly Wrap-Up. If a headline was made, then it's fair game for Shade. And joining me this week is Scout's Honor. Hi! Wow, you just scoffed that down. Made it. Made it just in time. Uh, friend, Scout was eating food. Um, it was, the, it was like the last bite of my sausage and bagel. And the fear in your eyes. That I was just not. It was just a bigger bite than I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be like a little like chomp, chomp, swallow, but it was not that. And then all of a sudden you no, were going tonight, and I was like, not ah. tonight. All right. Not we're going to be taking five pop culture topics, headline stories, and rather than the usual rapid fire, we're going to break them apart and share our thoughts. There are lots of things happening in a given week. So some of your favorite moments might not be included. But if you want us to discuss something, reach out, DM me at Michael Block Talk on Instagram. No promises. Promise me no it. promises. The Phantom of the Opera is there inside your mind because the show is closed now and forever until it reopens at New World Stage in a smaller scale production because obviously it's going to happen. After 35 years and nearly 14,000 performances, the music of the night is done and Liza Minnelli has outlived the Phantom of the Opera. Not Liza Minnelli. At Curtain Call, the show ended with a reprise of the music the night performed by past and present cast members, including Sarah Brightman, who originated the role of Christine Daye. Oh, and Andrew Lloyd Webber was there, too. Seating for the night's performance was invitation-only and filled with Broadway enthusiasts, former actors from the show, fans who won tickets, and celebrities, including Glenn Close and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Well, think of it fondly. What are your fondest memories of the Phantom of the Opera? Um, I don't really have too many memories of the Phantom of the Opera. So th- when I think of Phantom of the Opera, I just think about the fact that my senior year of high school, um, our like spring musical, I was on like the tech crew, so I was not in the mm-hmm. musical by any means. But our spring musical, my senior year was Oklahoma, which is just like, yeah. which like, we built a house on stage fun, but then like once the show starts, there's not really like nobody has to do anything for Oklahoma to run. It's just a few songs about sad cowboys and then, you know, it's over. And then so and the song about you, a uh, girl who can't <laughs> say no. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> My internet connections. Um, no, the uh, but then I was graduating and then they announced that the next year they were doing Phantom. And I was like, right, of course. Well, I mean, um, technically that's illegal because you couldn't do a show that's still running on Broadway. 
Well, they did it. There was a chandelier. There was. I mean, a mask. was it the there actual was... Andrew Lloyd Webber musical or was it a, a yeah. different version? I'm... That's illegal. But that's okay. It was, okay. It, was go, it was, um... I don't know. It was whatever. I mean, there was a whole production company that rents out chandeliers. Like, interesting. Interesting. It was definitely um, like, did you, did, have you seen the movie? Of course you've seen the movie, right? Yeah, I've seen the movie. Um, I had my first kiss after seeing that movie. Gay. I know, that's but gay. it was a girl. That's real so. gay. That's real gay. It was a girl, so that's what that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I saw Phantom, I think, twice. One as a youngster when I was in love with Broadway, like, oh, my God, magic. And then I went after four years of college. Let me just tell you, the magic is experience. gone. Yeah. Magic is gone. Um, Friends, that chandelier it is is a fakest fucking thing in the world. If you if you know how theater works, you know that sometimes like getting from one side of the stage to the other side of the stage is a little difficult um, because there's a lot of things in the way. Maybe you have to go underneath the stage, whatever. Uh, in the song, The Phantom of the Opera, spoiler alert, um, the Phantom takes Christine down to the little uh, like tunnel dungeon alleyway thing. And there's like a lot of ways to like go down and like you basically crosses the stage and crosses friends. I'm here to tell you they're body doubles. Um, notice how you don't see the faces, it's body doubles. And I was the asshole sitting in the mezzanine laughing my ass off. Cause I caught it. I knew it. Um, oh you knew too much. Broadway. When, once you work in theater, it's all gone. Yeah. Um, you sit in that theater being like, how do they do that? Um, but hey, I mean, that's that's the cost of the business, right? Yeah. I never saw I never saw the Broadway production. Um, you, you can go see it when they bring it off Broadway. I'm I, sure yeah, I was going to say at all. I'm sure it'll be back soon enough. Um, I mean, um, it wasn't even the last. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The last night, last night, last night wasn't even the last, like, night it was performed wasn't it wasn't there like another wasn't there like another two or three performances no, after the right. like i'm pretty sure they're like, closed on like closed on a sunday hmm? closed I, on I a think sunday. there was i think there was still a couple more performances though because like the like there was i remember i saw tweets about people who like thought that like the last night last night was going to be celebrated and they were like they didn't even do anything they're just like all right that's it we're done bye interesting um now, when we get a revival on Broadway, like we did with Les Miserables, do you anticipate like a new production or do you think it's going to be modernized, better technology? Do we even want it back on the stage? That's the thing is like, even though I didn't see it on Broadway, it's not like I'm like, all of a sudden now that it's closed, I'm like, oh, bring it back as soon as possible so I can see it. I mean, whenever I, I assume they will bring it back eventually. And when they do, I'm sure yeah. I'll see it. But it's not like I'm, I'm not pressed to see it right now. I'd watch a modern version of it. Yeah, it'd be fun to like see him like you know especially just with the opportunity to actually like take time and rehearse new things and practice like yeah you know, absolutely as opposed to just like a running production like, that you can't really right like they took some time and closed it um to update some technology because literally the um the the mechanics of it were just so outdated they had to make changes for safety reasons yeah um <laughs> but yeah listen it is what it is um congrats on a long run um, but since we're on the topic of theater, I do want to bring up two other topics in theater related. First off, 
um, Death Drop, the musical, is coming to Off-Broadway. I saw that. Um, for those who don't know, that was um, a tuck shop production that was in the West End featuring a bunch of um, UK Rue Girls, some US Rue Girls. Now it's coming to bra- Off-Broadway uh, with Jujubee and Willem, uh, Sugarcane, who doesn't even get top billing on this thing or getting a fucking photo. Um, and local legends, Kiki Ball Change and Peaches Among Coming. Love, love, love. Um, it's very I, exciting. I, I go see it if I can get a cheap ticket. Because um, I did want to see it off um, in uh, the West End, but it just wasn't there when I was there, sadly. Yeah. Um, so good for them. Will, will you go look um, for seats for that one? Yeah, I'd love to go. I need to get to New York. Wait a minute. And the other theater drag related thing, um, we did have the passing of Dame Edna Barry Humphreys. Um, I got to see Dame Edna on Broadway last time she brought a production. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, drag pioneer. Um, but I just want to point out that the person behind Dame Edna was not always the greatest person. Was uh, and was like, wasn't, really she, sub- wasn't she like transphobic? <laughs> she made some transphobic comments. Yeah. And also uh, for those who know, um, go back and watch clips from the great reality show from the UK, Consider Yourself, or I Do Anything. Um, the, the Oliver musical, um, Search for um, Oliver and uh, Nancy. Uh, Barry Humphreys was one of the judges and the way that he just hits on the girls, like Graham Norton has to cut him off a couple of times because it's bad. Oh boy. Very bad. He's just, a, he's a creepy old man. Very an- mm-hmm. antiquated. Um, that being said, Dame Edna was definitely a pioneer. Um, proved that drag is a character and it's a persona. And yeah, you could be a straight person doing drag and people don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah he was it's, he literally yeah, was it's a very interesting um, uh, but yeah it's really yeah. interesting to like know people who are just like celebrating it and not knowing anything behind yeah and i'm like okay, stop stop yeah. it. do your research for a second it's very like oh i just need to say something so that people will be like oh she said something it's like mm, exactly well, you said something a little too early there it's all right. Um, maybe one day uh, Scout Sonner will be on Broadway. I've been on Broadway before. I've like walked up and down. I've been in and out of theaters. <laughs> uh, very funny. Very funny. Are right, you ready for our next topic? Hit me. It's about damn time. Lizzo has created a safe space at her Knoxville, Tennessee concert as she brought out a slew of drag queens to make a statement regarding the anti-drag law in the state. The pop star said, in light of recent and tragic events and current events, I was told by people on the internet to cancel your shows in Tennessee. Don't go to Tennessee. We don't have to go there. Their reasons were valid. But why would I not come to the people who need to hear the message the most, the people who need to feel this release the most? Why would I not create a safe space in Tennessee where we can celebrate drag entertainers and celebrate our differences and celebrate fat black women what people are doing in tennessee is giving hope so thank you so much for standing up for your rights protecting each other and holding the people accountable who should be protecting us uh just a reminder lizzo beat drag race for an emmy last year (laughs) she did she did um the performance included drag race alumni vanessa vanji mateo alicia o'hara aquaria and candy muse as well as a bunch of knoxville and nashville local stars including a queen named Jaden Dior Fierce, who did not get front billing with the Voss kids. Awkward, of right? Of course. Like, that's a slap in the fucking face. 
Classic. Yeah, that's this uh, is why sometimes Voss, I'm like, you're just really nasty. Um, like give her the same cookies, give her the flowers. Yeah. Let her dress realize, up as Cookie Monster. I didn't even realize Jaden was there. That's like Look, she's literally right next to Lizzo in that photo. I see it now. I see it now. Now, regardless of that part about it, what did you think of this move? Should more pop stars take a stand and bring out drag artists at their concerts? Yeah, I mean, like, it's always nice to see, you know, shows of strength like this. I don't think that, like, cowering or backing off is, that's, like, very much, like, what the other side wants. So it's, like, I don't understand the idea of backing off. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, you need to calm down. Bring out those queens. Um, now on the other side Jay of things, I also, I also just like hope that like helping, you know, just like as far as like, if, if pop stars and you know what are going to do stunts like this, like they need to make sure they're keeping their girls safe and you know, everything is not like, I don't necessarily want a show of something like this to turn into an actual instance of like people like drag performers are put in harm's way because of angry people reacting you know so it's like i I do hope that like if you're pulling these stunts you should also like ensure that you have plans to make sure that like these kings and queens and whoever are doing these things for you are safe throughout the whole experience i'm sure they do because you know like someone like lizzo has a a security team um that is quite big yeah yeah yeah. i'm just saying um obviously i said taylor swift needs to do this who else do you think should take a stand well, I mean, you already have like the, you know, Madonna's already announced a show that was added in Tennessee. She already had Bob, you know, as her opener. I can only imagine it'll be a, even more of a of a moment now that this is all mm-hmm. happening and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing is, like, I mean, you have literally, you know, Taylor's clearly on like the biggest tour of the year right now. But like Beyonce's about to start the second biggest tour of the year. <laughs> Listen, Taylor had J. Joe Lee in the audience and didn't even bring her on stage. I hope J. Joe Lee got those tickets for free. I hope she, she got those free tickets too. Um, here, here's my concept. I mean, I know she's a little busy with a later topic, but uh, Lady Gaga, she's not, she's done with filming. Here, she should do a benefit show where she sings her songs but has drag queens lip sync them. That'd be fun. Duet performances. Fun. If um, she called you and said, Scout Sonner, come be my guest. I will sing this song and you will lip sync it. What's the song you want to lip sync? I don't know. Ooh. This is a hard know. question for you. Are it's you kidding me? You even, it's like, a hard one. I know. There's like there's like so many songs that I could pick though, you know? It's like hmm. Well, I mean, we know probably. you're a flailer. Um, so yeah. you probably want a ballad. Yeah. Um I mean I did just perform Reasons. Diamond Heart. When I did, I did like Diamond Heart recently. Okay, but no, the audience doesn't want Diamond Heart. Well, this isn't about what the audience wants, is it? No, but come on. This is about me. It's true. Now, let's be honest. Like, does this have any weight? Does this make any difference? Can it make an impact? I think it. It's it's definitely like, uh, I appreciate like the show of support. I think that like things like this need to be paired with like actual legal and you know mm-hmm. real action being applied to these situations. Now I understand that particularly like the judicial system and whatnot is slow and also kind of stacked against us. So 
there's only so much you can do in each situation, but I think it's definitely like important to pair shows of support like this with like actual like tangible efforts elsewhere. And if that, you know, if that means like donating money wherever or people being, you know, encouraged to help volunteer or join, you know, organizations like that, then so be it. But I think that's where the the real change comes is like people actually finding motivation to um, like do things themselves. It's just like how DragCon is is going to be uh, having the Drag Defense Fund present at all times at DragCon. You can scan the QR code and donate. Love that. Yeah. Good for you, Rue. Yeah, I didn't get to see the performance. I haven't had time to see which number they did together. Did you see what they performed? I didn't. I saw videos of it on Twitter, but I never unmuted them to see which song it was. But they all look great. Yeah, they look fun. Um, do you think they got paid? Hope so. Hope so too. Thanks, Lizzo. Can't wait to see what we do next. All right. Didn't Lizzo. Well, didn't the season that Lizzo beat for the Emmy wasn't that the season she was a guest judge on? Correct. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. All right. So many new developments in the scandal. But for now, let's talk about how the queen in the center of things is going to seek mental health treatment. A rep for Vanderpump Rules star Raquel Levis confirmed that Levis planned to enter the treatment center prior to the show's reunion, and that program and is not related to substance abuse issues. Is that code for fancy celebrity break spa? More than a month after the news of her months-long affair with co-star Tom Sandoval became public, the 28-year-old has entered a program in Arizona for mental health counseling. Her rep says that she was scheduled to go pre-reunion filming, but decided she wanted to finish her filming commitment. While I don't watch the Vanderpump Rules television program, this has rocked Bravoland to its core. At what point does reality TV become reality? So I don't like. I also don't watch Vanderpump Rules. I don't really know who this is. Um, I don't, well, I don't here's, really here, here's the question. Dare the... I ask, is this all for attention? Is it possible that the reality television environment just made her crack? Oh, I can easily see that being a situation. It's like a lot to do at all times. I mean, because from what I'm aware of what I've been told was she was just a regular human, a fan who inserted herself into the situation then became a regular on the show. Uh, Like this is the thing that I think a lot of us don't really realize once you're a quote unquote reality celebrity, you are going to be tested the way celebrities are. If you do something, the the, the paparazzi are going to pop, pop, pop. And, yeah. and I think that's what she's experiencing and didn't expect that to be a thing. Let's be honest. People cheat on other people and have affairs. That's regular day things. But when yeah. you're doing it in front of a camera, that's when your character gets put into question. Yeah. And it's also just tough to separate like what is your actual character and what is a character that's being created. Right, because so just, like, again, that anyways as, is like as RuPaul says, blame it on the edit. You can only do it so far, but what you do on camera, you did it. Yeah, it's there. It's gonna happen. Um now obviously I I'm joke about the, the fancy celebrity break spa, but the, the, this is the thing. We, we we know a lot of celebrities go to these um um places to revive their mental health. Um, because again, being in the spotlight is a very tough situation. Um, yeah. 
unfortunately i can't say that i've experienced fame so, um, <laughs> though i am starting to get famous in sweden so that's really cool um <laughs> but yeah it, it must be hard yeah no i can't imagine the kind of pressure would you be able to experience what the after uh effect of drag race would be i mean is that like not something you even think about yeah like that's definitely something to consider it would just be like i, I mean i think I'd say that I'm the type of person who would be able to handle it and be able to just kind of like block out and like turn the, you know, the blinders on or whatever, but it would definitely have to be like a practice thing. Like it would definitely be hard and difficult at first to do that. But I also think there's like a very, I think like personally, I just can only imagine there's a very big difference of like kind of the like micro fame of like queer people knowing you because you're on drag race versus like a show that's very explicitly like marketed to like straight people and specifically straight women and it's like don't, a whole other world of don't not drag race there's a lot of straight women who love drag well, race no, no no no, i know i know but i'm saying like the primary group that they're that's like being sure. it's being sure. advertised to and like the primary group of like these people are going to go on to create like sponsored ads and things like that so the people they're going to be in front of it's just a totally different group of people than like what i would expect to be in front of after drag race you know so it's like i can only imagine that that's like a completely uh whole other world of like critic like criticism and a microscope that i can't even begin to fathom let alone like the idea of just like post drag race fame is something that's crazy to anyone you know i've discussed this on the show before in a variety of contexts do you think it's important for these shows these reality shows whether they are unscripted quote-unquote or um, competition-based, do you think it's part of their responsibility to provide their people um, with health, mental health support? I mean, yes and no. I think they should be providing them like the resources to access mental health support. I don't think like they should be directly providing it because then all of a sudden you have this whole other layer of like, what's the psychologist or like psychiatrist saying because like who's being who are they being paid by all that well, stuff I'm, and everything, I'm more you know? so saying like post show not yeah, 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 yeah yes i understand okay that makes yeah but like yes they should definitely be like giving people like this the resources now now on the other hand like people people in a reality show are probably making more money than i am as an individual and probably have the resources to like access at least like base level like how many drag queens have you promote better help go on certain queens ads they're doing better help ads yeah it's like it's it's wild to me but that's the thing that i don't think we all understand is the you film the show you get off the show and then you're thrust back into real life it's not the real life anymore you you are your life a small portion of people you are known people will talk about you I mean, I, in one of the group um, things that I'm on Facebook with, we're, we're talking about um, Carson on uh, Survivor right now because he may or may not have um, yossified a picture of himself from this past week. And we're like, that nose is not from week one. Um, and that's what <laughs> happens. Like, this is what is going to happen now is everything yeah. you do is going to get scrutinized for better or for worse. You're on a stage for someone like, Exactly. Someone's always watching the stage that you're on. I mean, um, listen, Carson, I'm watching your stage every fucking minute because I'm just waiting for the day you announce it, but we'll, yeah. we'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. But I think, I guess, I think that that's also kind of like it comes down to, like, I'm not saying it's particularly right, but like by, 
by you know putting in a tape for a, for a drag race or like doing something like this where you like kind of you know using auxiliary methods to get yourself a, a platform like that like there's a very clear difference i think when people get that platform of people who kind of went into it knowing exactly what they're getting themselves into and being like i have to take it and i have to roll with it and i have to live my life no matter what versus people who are like oh fuck like this is i mean like not I, I what i thought it was going to on... be it's it hurts it sucks and I don't like yeah, it. I discussed it's this like... on the Drag Race Belgique uh, finale mm. podcast. Rita Vega asked one of the contestants, are you prepared to be a role model for people? And she was like, no, I don't yep. even know if I'm a role model for myself yet. But mm. that's the thing. You become one no matter what. You, you don't have, have a choice. Own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had the um, so choice to people... put in the tape and that was when you made the decision. Exactly. <laughs> there are people who are going to be defenders of Raquel Levis. They are going to defend her no matter what. And now they're going to have questions about her and that's unfair to her as well. But she did what she did. Yeah. But I mean, even in that same vein, you can, there's people, I think that there's just a matter of like self-awareness and self-understanding and like understanding what you need from life and what you need to do to get that. Like, like, like look at Poppy on Drag Race, you know, like understanding that like fame is not for her and like doing what she needed to do to like get as much pressure off of her in that is moment. Is it not for like, her? Whatever. Or is Poppy just doing what the people who know Poppy to be doing? Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. But still it's like right like the idea of just like <laughs> she disappeared. Like you Correct. can do that. You can, you know, you can like get eyes off of you one way or another. Um, um I don't know if I told like... you um but I am going to be sending in an audition tape for Survivor. Love that um my 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 new friend jam jam convinced me to um Love jam inspired jam. me to do it um and jam jam said he's gonna possibly go to drag con so i'm gonna see if i can put him in my audition tape love love love, love. um but Did i'm you... asking you because you are a uh scout um will you help me learn how to make fire yeah of course okay thank you thank you i've i've um, i've said this a couple of times recently watching survivor but i like I, one of the biggest things for me at the very beginning would be like trying to decide exactly how much i like get i get i show people how much i know it's like do i establish myself as like someone who like i'm like you have to keep me the, here the I'm thing the about me is you look fire. at me you're like what the fuck are you doing out here you they look loser. at me and they they look at me and they watch me like you know all of a sudden make a fire really quickly and do all this shit and they're gonna be like all righty um and one more thing speaking about scouts um are you offended about monica beverly hills entrance look no of course not trans women are allowed <laughs> trans women can do it Drag queens, okay. stay away from my stay away from my aesthetic. But trans women, have at it. Y'all are good. <laughs> um, All right. Very just a, very tangential to Survivor. Did your YouTube algorithm push Selena as titties Survivor audition tape to like the top of your recommended list? Because I know like no. six different people that like yesterday or the day before. Selena, this like four-year-old survivor audition tape from selena titties was like all it was like on the top of all of our youtube recommended i will i will but it was very funny because i i thought it was weird i was like oh wow this like random old tape and then i saw like two people tweet about it being like not youtube recommending this thing and i was like what the fuck it's also what, like what happened to the algorithm that all of us got recommended that's funny. i mean i guess the question is are you are all of you survivor and drag race fans I mean, yes, but I I assume so. But it's just funny that the algorithm would do it all at once. And just like to yesterday was the day that we all got pushed. It was very funny. That's crazy. All right. Funny people dating funny people just seems funny. 
it appears that funny people Ali Wong and Bill Hader are dating again. Uh, didn't Ali Wong just go on Drag Race and talk about her kids and her husband um, and uh, saying that he's part of the pit crew or something? Uh, that must have been an ouch to watch back. Anyway, how long do you give this relationship? I don't know anything about either one of them as far as like long term, you know, any of, yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, she was not All Star 7? No. She was on she was season on, 15. Was she on 15? She was on for the comedy challenge. Was she on for another comedy challenge? Was this her first time? Yeah. I've just watched too much Drag Race lately. I remember when she I've, came backstage and says that her kids and uh, love the show and say when daddy's in his um, boxers, he's OPIC crew. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. 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 That just happened. Um, now she's dating Bill Hader. That's cool. Oops. Um, I mean, we have seen other funny people couples, including Fred Armisen and Natasha Leone. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. Is it hard to date someone in your own line of work? I think that's like, it's just like, that's like very, that's a question that's like, could be, could be yes, could be no. It's really just depending on like what type of person you are, you know? It's like, I guess like if you I mean, have the ability to like lay out the boundaries that you need to and get through life and like figure it out, then like good for you. But if it's life, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. I mean, it wasn't there a time when Scout Sonner dated another drag queen? Yeah, but I wasn't a drag queen at the time, so doesn't count there i haven't dated, were, i haven't dated one since no, you i started were, you were aspiring drag queen you wore drag prior to that moment you were a drag con in drag you may not have been booked i, I cried class, that doesn't count drag i cried that doesn't count <laughs> yeah yeah um i don't know see like i i there was a moment when i was a stage manager that like i went on a date with stage manager and i was like this is not going to work because with you know, the two of us are fighting for jobs like I'm not gonna like yeah, that's that a situation that's not gonna, yeah, that would not work. Um, I feel like and I guess the thing is Ali Wong, Bill Hader, both comedians, but they just do not go in the same lane at all. They're not going they're not, yeah, the they're not gonna job. show up, they're not showing up at the same auditions. Right. Uh, maybe for like the same they're gig not the same for a headline comedy festival, you know, for, yeah. Um, but if, at, at that point, it just I feel like it's Ali them. Wong's new show beef. I have not. I have not. Either have I. <laughs> um how about bill Hader's show barry i have not neither have i neither have i um how about fred armison's show wednesday oh wait i did watch wednesday <laughs> all right we got one uh how about natasha leone's show poker face i haven't but it's on the list me too all right fred armison you're the winner of this category right <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't date someone in the same industry as me, really. Um, that's why when I thought I had a, a potential thing with a fucking teacher, I was like, this is bliss. We have this is bliss. things to talk about. No. Why I'm dating a, that's why yeah, I'm dating a grad student. Me. Yeah, how's that going? Going great. He's studying yeah, in the other room right now. U-Haul yet? U-Haul yet? Not yet. Not yet. Well, I mean, next month. <laughs> Oh my God, there it is. There it is, friends. Uh, listeners, you're not going to be seeing this location, are you? Uh, no, they're moving here. Uh-oh, you're going to keep this location? Just another body until, there. Until the end of the, yeah, until the end of the lease. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready for our final topic? Hit me. 
What's my favorite? A-R-T-P-O-T-U-S. President Joe Biden oh, plans to appoint not. producer Bruce Cohen and Mother Monster Lady Gaga as the co-chairs of the revived President's Committee on the Arts and Humanities. Other famous names on the list as committee members include John Baptiste, George Clooney, Jennifer Garner, Troy Kotzer, Shonda Rhimes, Kerry Washington, amongst others. The committee, which was disbanded during the Trump presidency, was set up in 1982 under the Reagan administration as a way to advise the president and cultural agencies on ways to elevate the importance of arts through federal support. Uh, here's my important question. Are you prepared to answer this, Scout? Probably not, but hit me anyways. Where is Lady Gaga in line for the presidency now? That's what I was wondering. I was also wondering the same thing. It's like, I mean, slightly joking, but slightly not. Is she part her, of the like, cabinet? Then? 117th, you know? It's like, I mean, come on. Like, I, I'll take it. Would you vote for President Gaga? Sure, why not? Hell, I voted for Biden. I might as well vote for Gaga. Listen, listen, we're not talking about alternatives to Biden right now. Um, do you think Ugh. with Gaga in this position, things are going to get super gay? And will this help combat the misinformation that is being spread against the queer community? I don't know. I have no idea what the, I, like, that's the thing is, like, I don't know how the, this, like, committee functions. Is it just, like, making recommendations to the president that, like, they don't act on? Is it, do they have any, like, input or, like, direct control over any organizations? I guess it's, like, it's like how quickly does this actually I mean, by all means, I'm I'm here for it, but you know, put Gaga on committees. You I mean, know, yeah, especially that bitch this is thing is like, fight. I think that's the thing, right? Is like of all the celebrities that I'm, you know, familiar with and like understand like the workings of, I feel like Gaga will take this as a very serious situation and like do what she can. Um but I also, you know, it's just like excited to see what comes out of it, excited to see if anything comes out of it. When can we expect a Lady Gaga concert in the Rose Garden? I want it at the Kennedy Center. Uh, you want the Kennedy Center Gaga experience? Yeah. I want. I want. I want. I want to see. What's going to be on the set list? It's gonna. It's. It's. It'll just be like. It'll just be like all those like really corny like patriotic tunes, but they'll just you know with a. With it's a gonna be jazz. Yeah, it'll be jazzed out. No, <laughs> come on, Gaga. Um, do you think? There is a chance Lady Gaga will put President Joe Biden in Lady Gaga drag. No. You don't want to see Biden in a meat dress? One accidental, like, inhale of setting powder and that man is done. (laughs) He's hitting the ground. His body is not going to work anymore. What song? You think he can survive got to be? Do you think what song do you think they will do it on? Do you think he'll take over Shallow? Yeah. (laughs) Please. I'll be speechless. Speechless? Okay. Yeah. Not that he knows that, but what do you want Lady Gaga and her famous friends to do with this new platform? I don't want to show at the Kennedy Center that I can get a ticket for. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I, honestly, I think this is a positive thing. Um, yeah. okay. The arts are under attack and it has been under attack for a while. And, and I'm glad this committee is back. And I think having this big of a face as a co-chair, it, it, it's huge. Even, even if it's yeah. just for name only, it's still so, something like to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um. 
And I really do think having someone like her is going to help other worlds because again if if part of the job is to recommend things to different um committees and and organizations and administrations well she is someone who's a little more closer to being on the ground and can talk about the drag bans and the trans bills and all this shit um so i think it goes beyond just the art of it all Mm -hmm. um but good for her good for biden for picking someone smart yeah she is a he smart knows, lady. He knows she's on his team. So I mean, listen, there are a lot of things that I know you do not like about Mr. Joe. Um, but I think this one you can say was a good call. Yeah, I'm not mad at this. <laughs> okay, not mad at this. Um what are you looking forward to next week? Um, I I I I am not sure. Oh, uh Scream Six comes out on digital on Tuesday. Oh, really? To mm-hmm. just to purchase or just or or streaming? For, for, uh, for purchase i'm not sure if it'll be streaming anywhere yet what why do they do this just i assume i assume it. it'll be on paramount plus eventually just like uh, disney i i understand that ant in the wasp quantum mania flopped but just put it on disney plus so i can watch it already yeah i want to watch um, it before i go see guardians oh uh, yeah but i um i have to go to detroit tomorrow so why work why Detroit? Because that's where our main company's headquarters are. Are you gonna try to find drag in Detroit? I don't really know. I leave Monday, I leave tomorrow afternoon and I fly back like first thing Friday morning. So I might I don't know. Um actually I think Zavaletta was just in Detroit doing a gig or something. I don't know, like I don't know if like weekday Detroit drag exists. I don't really know. Um are you gonna go to eight mile? <laughs> I don't think so. Why not? You can have mom spaghetti. Right. No, he's a restaurant, right? Called Mom Spaghetti. That's hilarious. He does, and I believe it's somewhere in Detroit. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good, good times, good times. Uh, Eminem, uh, shout out. Who thought we would talk about Eminem on this podcast? Right. What am I looking forward to this week? I don't. Not nothing. Just preparing for DragCon, I guess, because that's coming up very, very, very quickly. It is. It is, it is. There are a lot of people going, and it's only two days. I don't know how I'm going to get interviews, but I'm going to figure it out, right? One way or another. Do you have a list of people you would like me to interview? I uh, I literally have not looked comprehensively at the list of people that are going to be there. Okay, well, you, um, you go look at that list, and you let me know. Are any of our Italia girls going? No Italia girls. Um, we have one Swedish girl going, which is very exciting. Uh, Indigo will be there um yeah it's not very heavy on the it's gotta european. be so expensive it's gotta be so expensive to get from like but italy to la for two days all of the cast of drag race philippines will be there and almost all of the cast of drag race down under two will be there except for the asian queen of course <laughs> why is fofer not going Does anybody help fofer please anyone i don't know that's okay (laughs) um but yeah listeners if there are people you want me to go chat with um, i'm going to do my best and chat with as many people i can i have a priority list going um and i looked at that priority list and i said there's no fucking way i'm getting this done but we're going to make it work we're going to do our best um and yeah i'm excited because i'm also going to do fun things in la i'm going to universal and love disneyland and disney california adventure so it's going to be a good uh, fucking trip. 
I went to Disney California Adventure when I was like eight. I went to Disney California Adventure when it like opened. The last time I was there, Superstar Limo was open. And if you know the lore of California Adventure, yeah, uh, that's a long time ago. 20 plus years, two decades. Um, fun fact, I'll just share one just with the fun fact about it. Uh, so they when they got rid of um, Superstar Limo because it was a terrible, terrible attraction, they had to keep all the animatronics. So they um, put new skin on them for the um, Mike and Sully Monsters Inc. ride. So basically, like old versions of the Drew Carey animatronic are now um, in the ride. You can see That's it. That's really funny. Uh, great times. It's very funny. Uh, Jackie Chan is still there in spirit. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects to plug? Do we have a, a third quarter, uh, second quarter? Uh, not yet, yet, not yet. Just not focus. Yet, on, I got to I gotta clean through it all so that Jared can move in, and then, well, then I'll focus on maybe getting Pride's coming up, bitch. And I will be in the audience supporting my friends. <laughs> all they right, can have the pride right. gigs. That's Scott's Give honor. us the socials. Same as, same as always. Um, yeah, find me, find me there. Instagram. Oh, amazing. Well, all that. This yeah. was fun. Yeah. Always had a great time. Thanks for being here. Until of course. Time. Bye. The biggest thanks to Scout for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.